0: the podcast that explores the intersection of media change and personal growth. I'm your host, Barbara Barna-Abel, and my calling is to help you tap into your superpowers, clarify your message, and make an impact on the world. This episode is brought to you by the word entertaining, which dictionary.com defines as to hold the attention of pleasantly or agreeably, or to amuse. I have a lot of thoughts on the fact that you must be entertaining in order to be truly camera ready. And here to discuss with me is my dear pal, Sean Simone, making his second appearance on the podcast. Warmest hello, Sean.
1: Hello, hello, hello. I'm glad we're doing this. Me
0: too. What made you want to come back and discuss entertaining?
1: Well, twofold. One, we when we wrapped the last podcast, we talked about doing a follow up. So <laughs> I was like, Hey, here we, are. here we are. And secondly, I have been listening to your podcasts. And while I was listening to them, I should have sort of had like a, a moment where I was like, Hey, I have more to discuss. And I feel like I want to talk about sort of add on to what we talked about last time, because we talked about being authentic, which I think is half of the battle. When we're talking about talent, by the way, right? Well, no, more than talent, because you talk about everybody's on camera these days, right? So we talked about being authentic, no matter what you do, if you're talent or you're an expert or you're zooming with uh, for job interviews, like you reference a lot. But on top of that, I felt that we didn't really touch base yet. Which we're gonna do today is I feel like you also need to be entertaining, is the second half of the battle, because without the entertainment part everything falls flat. And I was like, I had this aha moment. I was probably at the gym and I was like listening to your podcast, doing my lifts. And I was like, oh, I know what I want to talk about. I want to continue the conversation. So I sent you an email and you're like, I'm in, let's do it. So here we are.
0: Here we are. Okay. First of all, thank you so much for being my number one listener. Thank you so much for listening to the gym and using this to motivate your power lifts. I am... I'm tickled and I'm really honored. So let's talk about the connection between being authentic and being entertaining. For anyone who's unfamiliar, it is actually the first tip in my ebook, 12 Tips to Success on Camera, is that your number one job is to entertain. And a lot of people are surprised at this at first, because I think being entertaining gets a bad rap. It's Some people have a notion that if you're entertaining, you're not as smart or as credible or as worthy. So can we use that as a jumping off point? Because I think you and I both wholeheartedly disagree with the idea that credible and entertaining don't go together.
1: Yeah. What I've also been thinking about is a lot of people are afraid of being entertaining, especially when I'm coaching with people. And for a lot of clients that I work with, you are required to be informative and entertaining because I work a lot in the TV host space, as you know. So our job is to find folks who can, convey information, but in in an entertaining way. And when I coach folks, because I also coach TV hosts as well, I've been finding that a lot of people are are afraid or or they get, like you said, scared when I'm like, well, I want you to be more entertaining and they think I want you to like channel Midge Maisel and do a stand-up routine. That's not what I'm looking for. People think that I'm asking them to be something that they're not. And that's not what I'm asking. I am asking for you to elevate yourself a little bit. And here's why. Because you described the idea of the definition of entertaining when you started. And the idea is to be entertaining, you need to grab my attention, right? But not only do you need to grab my attention, you need to keep it. OK, so that's why I say, you know, think about being entertaining, get your energy up, have a really great time while we're talking. Enjoy being here because all of that will make you slightly elevated more than, you know, what you are when you're walking down the street going to the grocery store or what what it might be like, you know, slightly elevate. So I so you stand out from the crowd and you stay there, which is really important. For you and I, when we're doing the casting and when we're coaching, I like to call it sticky factor. And I know you like to call it sticky factor. That's we, we love that phrase now because for us, it just makes so much sense. It's like you've got to grab my intention and then I have to stick with it.
0: I love what you just said. I also frame it as the idea that you know, if you're showing it for others, speak to serve. However, we want to put this that you're making an entertaining experience for the other person, or whoever's watching it. So it's outward facing, not inward facing, right? And so to your point, it's not that you have to be anybody, but your delightful self.
1: And you're I just delightful.
0: think I think the mistake is to think that it's all about the information, which I always want to stress is important. But if you get all the words right and you're boring. It is not a success. The client's not happy. You don't get the job. You you know you don't get hired for the gig. You don't make the sale, whatever it is. It's like, so if you show up and you're like, I want this to be an enjoyable experience or an exchange for you. So whether you're a boss or, or an employee doing a presentation, whatever that is, you're thinking about like, am I engaging? There are other synonyms we can use for the word entertaining. But I love to say entertaining because I think people need to embrace it.
1: Well, yeah, because you... And I talk a lot about this and I I work a lot in the home shopping space, which I'm currently uh, on a project doing. So I spend a lot of time explaining to folks who are auditioning for me because they all come in the room to do a very specific thing, which is to present. Right. And those skill sets are really important. But I spend like five minutes Before each audition starts, explaining what I mean. Like, yeah, I understand. This is going to sound crazy to you because you're here to show me that you can convey information and facts and figures. Yes, that is important. But I always have to tell people I don't really care so much about that. Like later down the line, we'll care about it. But right now, can you do it? But can you also be entertaining at the same time and have fun while you're doing it? And that freaks people out. And if we could even take it away from TV and entertaining, I mean, that's what we're talking about because that's our space. But if I'm gonna go on a job interview or I'm speaking with a client, right? And there's a client who's like, hey, I got your name from so-and-so. We need to have this job cast. Are you the right person? Well, sure. I'm going to say, well, I've done this show. I've done that show. Here's my credit list. That's fine. But that's very boring. If I'm sharing this information with a client or I'm going on a job interview to work in HR somewhere or to be an accountant somewhere, I'm going to bring my resume to the table. But you and I talk about this all the time. There's got to be more. So I have to present that in an entertaining way. I have to go on my interview in an entertaining way. When people come in and audition for me, I feel like I'm putting on a show. I have to be entertaining for my client and for them. And the note I get from everybody, I just got this note this week and it was so nice. Like, oh my gosh, it is so fun to audition for you. Thank you so much. Oh, okay, that's great. So somehow, you know, we we're there for a reason. I got hired by the client. I think that you can do this job. We're going to meet in the middle. But at the end of the day, I have to be entertaining. You have to be entertaining. My client has to be entertaining. The whole room has to be entertaining. We have to have an entertaining experience because you said it. Otherwise, I don't know if you said this, but I'm going to say it. Otherwise, it's boring. And boring is boring. And perfect is boring. And nobody's interested in boring, especially what we do for TV purposes, right? Like We're looking for people who are entertaining. And I got to tell you something. For me, it starts with everything. It starts with the resume, it starts with the headshot, it starts with the reel. All of those elements have to have some sort of entertainment of value attached to it. And I gotta tell you, I'm casting a show right now and the title on the breakdowns, if whatever, wherever I released it, it's, the title is called Quirky TV Host because I am looking for a quirky TV host. I don't know how much more I can emphasize Quirky is a very strong word. We all know what that means. And the tapes are coming back. The letter of interests are coming back. Everything's coming back, not entertaining at all. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa here. Like, I understand if it's an infomercial or in the home shopping space, it's a little bit more sterile. But if I'm looking for a quirky TV host and you're not taking the opportunity to entertain in your tape or in your letter of interest, whatever it might be, and the job is for quirky, we have an issue here, right? So for me, it's like paying attention to what you're in the room for or what the interview is for, or whatever it might be, and, and bring it back to what we talked about. like we're not asking you to, you know, entertain us in a way that because look, drama is entertaining, isn't it? You know, we're all watching our favorite Netflix dramas and we're entertained. It doesn't have to be comedy. I think that's what we're talking about when we say people are afraid. Like, I'm not asking you to be funny.
0: I want to go back to the boring submissions for the quirky host. Because it's, it well, and I can understand this. It's fear-based. So here to declare, you can be quirky and professional. Oh, yeah. Quirky does not mean that you are unprofessional. So you can write a professional letter. You can do a totally professional submission video always brings it back to billy eichner who i love because when he created billy on the street one of the quirkiest characters especially when we first started to see him in like 2002 2003 outrageous quirky everything but he was totally professional he didn't walk in the room screaming at you he didn't send like weird scrawled things on i don't know pieces of newspaper i mean everything was done professionally the quality of the work was amazing so i'm just here to explain to everyone like you can be quirky you can elevate you can do all these things and still be within the bounds as you were bringing up just like what you're comfortable with I also think it always goes back to energy. It's like, what is the energy you want to bring to this? And also, I think we should need to point out, you need to stop and ask yourself, who's the audience for this? And you meet your audience where they are. So it's like, if I'm coming into audition for you, I need to be reading the specs. I need to understand what you need, which is going to be different than what it is to be entertaining or engaging or compelling or bringing the right energy to a job interview. So certainly, you're not necessarily going to like be whoa! It's the Barb show, it's the Sean show, but you're understanding what that person needs to hear and the energy they need to feel that says yes, I want this job, yes, I care about you, yes, uh, you can imagine how I'm going to be in the job. Really simply, it's just you never want to be flat and boring. And if you and if fear is really holding you back, that's something you want to tap into and ask yourself questions about that. So when you you know when you're coaching your clients, how do you advise them to elevate?
1: Well, I, I give them a number. I talk about, I like levels, right? So like for me, okay, so we get a lot of the same in our industry, right? We get a lot. Well, not only do we get a lot of the same, we just get a lot, like the the volume is intense. For oh, me, share share
0: numbers. Since so you said you like to talk about numbers, let's get into the volume of. Uh, well, depending, together.
1: I mean, if I'm doing um like a, a home shopping casting, I'm you know I'm looking at fifteen thousand people over a four month period. I'm doing quirky host. I think I'm up to six thousand people submitted. I'm doing a fitness uh, project for a client. Hundreds and hundreds, there's hundreds of fitness instructors out there. Oh, and this is, this hundreds. So not only thousands. do we thousands, Yeah, we get a lot of volume, right? So you have to stand out. That's why I wanted to talk about entertaining with you. It's like, how do we stand out in a comfortable way? Right, Barbara? Like, how do we stand out without feeling like they're, they're turning me into something that I'm not? And I know the question was, what do I do with my hosting clients? So um, sorry, I went off on a tangent. But with my hosting clients, I like to share numbers because I feel like if you think about where you need to be at number-wise, it will help you sort of elevate your energy a little bit. And I got this from you many, many, many years ago because you and I have been working together for 18 years-ish, right? Yep. 18 years. So I got this from you in like day one because just everybody knows like Barbara Barna has taught me everything that I know. So I was your assistant many, many, many years ago. And the thing that I learned from you that I will never forget is when you're talking about being entertaining, you simplified it and you said, we are looking for you on your best day, you in a really good mood. So then I took that and I was like, well, how am I going to explain that to people? Right? So I said, well, let's give it a number. So you on a really great day in a really great mood is a six or a seven. You going to Whole Foods, you going to pick up your kids, you got to take the uh, the pet to the vet, you're polite, you're, you're going through life at a very pleasant pace, nothing's bad, nothing's great, that's a five. Well, if you're going to be on TV, and just to expand it, because I know your listeners and your, your guests are not only entertainment-based, if you're going to go on a job interview, or you're going to go do a TED Talk, whatever it may be, we are not looking for you to be the same person as if you're going to Trader Joe's. Right, so I always say. So then, that's where you bring up your six, your seven. Okay, and everybody's different, by the way. Everybody's different because your six, your six and my six are probably similar. Your seven and my similar seven are probably similar, but not everybody else's is right. So, but I'd say eight is a hell no, right? Because eight brings us back to authentic episode, whatever, whatever that I, you and I did. That's inauthentic. Eight is inauthentic. We're not looking for that. So, with my clients, my coaching clients. You know, I like to give them a number to sort of focus on. And I do it all the time, whether if I'm shooting tape for them, to send to clients, because I do that, whether I'm coaching them for an audition the next day, or whether I'm just sort of like doing an overall general coaching session with them. Everybody wants to know how should they present? How should they be? What should they do? And since our goal is to not change you, if I can assign you a number and work with your number and see how that fluctuates. That's what works best for me and I think helps them understand what that means, right? And to tag on a little bit, because you and I, we use the word superpowers. We probably use it differently. I think I've learned that as we've been doing our our coaching sessions together. We mean the same thing, but I think we sort of like describe it a little bit differently. But what we, the purpose of it is because a lot of people always hear Go into that audition and bring your personality. Go to that job interview and bring your personality. Go do that TED Talk and bring your personality. Well, that scares people just as much as when I say being entertaining because everybody could have a great personality. So what I then explain is your personality and how you become entertaining is find that nuance, find that something, find that anything that's different about you that I can't teach you, Barbara can't teach you, all of the other fabulous coaches and life coaches out there can't teach you. There's got to be something about you that is different than somebody else and that nobody else can bring to the table except for you. So if you harness that, you add in the five, six, seven energy level, You know, that's maybe where you can start becoming entertaining without having to think about, oh, he wants me to do you know, a stand-up routine, right?
0: A hundred percent. And to your point, I think using uh, scaling imagery is really effective. Sometimes I describe it as a dimmer switch, but no oh, matter wow. what, in coaching, like, you know, zero to on a scale of zero to 10 and like, how does it move up and down the scale? But I'm really curious who does get to be in an eight, nine or a 10 ever. Why is being an eight inauthentic? I want to challenge you here.
1: An eight is like too big for me. Like you just let's back it up a couple of moments ago. What were you describing? You said something like, "Oh, I'm gonna walk in the room and I'm gonna yada yada yada." Do you remember what you said?
0: Oh yeah, it's yeah. The putting on a show.
1: Putting on a show. To me, an eight feels like you're putting on a show. So you know, I I live in this in the Zoom audition room right now. Like I'm literally in a Zoom audition room every single week, all week long, every week. Like it's it's insane. So I'm seeing so much now, right? And people are coming in, and if they're an eight, they're just too big. I don't believe them. I don't know if I trust them.
0: Great point. So part of what you're getting at is understanding the platform. So right now, everything is still digital, and the, the intimacy of these digital platforms. So to your point, an eight is way too big. But if you're walking out on a stage, so your TED Talk could be an eight, but you could be also going into some kind of hosting in front of a live audience and you've got to play to the back of the room too. There are many situations. I get it. So part of it is you have to understand goal audience platform and, and where am I speaking? Cause yes, that eight could be way too big or it could be just right depending on where you're doing it. Totally get what you're saying.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, no. Because I'm like, well, she's challenging me. Like, like what's an eight, you know, um, opening up for, you know, a talk show is an eight. Um, yeah. You know the warm-up guys, the warm-up gals. Um,
0: oh, w- successful warm-up! You got to be at a ten. Having yeah, well, yes, warm-up. I'm saying. So,
1: so, <laughs> so, so, let's share with the audience and your listeners that yes, there are rooms for eights, nines, and tens. But like you said, would your audience know what's right and what's not right? Makes sense. Hundred,
0: yes, and I don't know if this comes up for you, but it's funny. Um, my work in the fitness space and and many many. Conversations with experts. I get the slot. I'm not an actor. I'm like, I know no one's no one's asking you for actor. No, but I don't have any acting training. I'm like, that's totally a okay, fine. And what what we have to walk through then is this idea that acting is inauthentic. So it brings us back to our first um, episode, which was episode number two or three of the podcast about how when you are in body and being truly authentic is when you were most tapping into your, you know, your true self as an actor. And this does relate completely to being entertaining is that acting when it's great is about the truth. Same thing that myths are not lies. Classical myths get at essential human truths. So I just want to bring that up because I can, I think that's another word that people get into their heads when we hear be more entertaining. Oh, Sean's asking me to act. No, I'm not. No, you're not. Right. Just asking you to like, take the dimmer switch up a little bit.
1: Take the dimmer switch up a little bit. I, well, so now I love dimmer switch. P.S. Um, oh, I got dimmer
0: switch from, it's really funny. It has nothing to do with coaching, but it was when we were doing Queer Eye. Oh yeah. Right. And Tom Felicia was telling us how much to use dimmer switches and what a difference it made. in No, home. I mean, I said, it's a
1: great <laughs> analogy. You know, analogies are really powerful. I'm learning as I'm, as I'm coaching and auditioning, because when we, when people come into the room to audition, you know, I spend a few minutes sort of prepping what's going to happen here and analogies are really, really great. So I love, I'm loving the dimmer. We got the, we have the number scale. We have the dimmer. There's gotta be another one. We'll figure it out before the end of a, uh, of this yes. uh, session. There's gotta be a number one. Um, I, <laughs> I was thinking the other day, and this is not, I'm not saying this could be our third analogy, But so for me, when you're entertaining, I also like to share with folks that I'm working with, whether they're a client or I'm coaching them, what I'm expecting from you, or if it's a client, what I'm expecting from the person coming into the room to audition for us today is I am expecting for them to jump off of the page. And what I mean by that is you have your resume, right? You have your, you prepared your presentation to present this product that's going to take three minutes, you memorized your script that the client has given you but at the end of the day everybody wants you to jump off the page a little bit like i tell people in advance like it is okay to change things around to come in and and you know you might have a three minute presentation show and tell in your mind but i don't want you thinking in your head that you're timing it for three minutes because all that's going to take away the entertainment factor because then you're going to get stuck in like facts and figures and 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 expectations. So I'm always looking for, for me, if I want you to be entertaining, what I mean is jump off the page. It's something different than what we've seen before. It's something different than the person who came in the room before you and something different than the person that's going to come in the room after you. And all three of you can all be fantastic. You can be all be entertaining, but if you jump off the page in your own authentic way, you're going to entertain me because you're going to be different and keep in mind, you know, you and I, if we're sitting through an audition, I mean, I always tell people I could see 50 people in a day for host casting. And if everybody's going to read the same exact script, uh uh-oh, what are we looking for? What are we looking for? Like, let me ask you a question. What are you looking for? If everyone's going to read the same copy, what are you looking for? Because we're not describing what you should look like physically right Mm -hmm. so you're looking for something different jump off the page make it different make it personal change anything i don't care what it is just just flip it on its head right and then i was thinking about that and for some reason this image came in my head of like you know when you put the bags of popcorn in um the microwave okay and and you know you should never stand in front of a microwave i've learned that as a kid but sometimes when you're making popcorn it's worth just standing there because you know it's almost done, right? So you're not going to go back in the living yeah. room and come back. So imagine the bag of popcorn. And this is so off the wall, Barbara. but for some reason I thought about it. You know, you hear all those uh, popcorn kernels popping, right? But then when you open up the bag, some of them didn't pop. So you want to be the one that pops. Because if you think about all of the volume that we see... You open up a bag of popcorn. That's all of your tapes that came in. All of those popcorn. There's a handful that just didn't pop. And at the end of the day, we're looking for you to pop. Yes. And I want to just bring it
0: back one sec, Sean, to everything you just said. Because part of it, though, is I can hear people listening and it gets scary. He wants me to jump off the page. He wants me to pop. All these things I don't know. How to, I don't know? How to, I don't know. How to. Okay. What happens is, one, you have to start with the idea that you are enough, right? That you... Just by being you, your authentic, true self, you are unique and different. So you don't have to go be crazy, wildly, like off the charts. It's nuance. It's just a little bit. That's a little bit different. So that's, you know, A-okay. But one of the other ways is it goes back to what you're saying, like, if you're so hung up on getting the words and you're thinking and we can see you thinking, that means you're no longer present. So you have to be present. Constantly showing us that you want to be there and you're delighted to be there and that I care about Sean right there. That enough is is like you've got me because it, it's the energy you're putting out showing me how much you want to be there and that you care. And then it goes back to the very beginning of the conversation. So important is you're entertaining so you can hold our attention because once you have it, you've got to keep it. And the sticky factor and that gets into technique, Sean, is the idea that um, that takes stamina because I think that the being present and showing up for others is something that Anybody can learn, but I think many people have lost it if, if they ever had it. And so that takes practice and that takes energy because it's exhausting being present when you're used to being checked out. And so that becomes the thing. It's like, how do I consistently, show, you know, three minutes, it can be a long time. Imagine half an hour. And when you're doing, you know, QVC, those are four hour shifts. That takes so much energy. That takes stamina and a huge amount of practice. That's why like, you know, doing an hour long, two hour long, three hour long news broadcast incredible stamina Mm -hmm. being really good on the red carpet amazing stamina because you can't Mm -hmm. check out you have to be there fully you know in the moment and that gets back to being authentic and the deep breath work you talked about in our earlier episode who do you think is really entertaining
1: as a as a as a tv host
0: yeah who's endlessly entertaining
1: tom bergeron
0: interesting
1: oh i love him he was I just like to me. I I use him as an example of what makes a great TV host. He just uncensored and and fun and uh, yeah. Tom Bergeron's entertaining to me. David Venable on QVC I find to be an extremely entertaining TV host. Um, you know I love Tyra on Dancing with the Stars. We're talking Obviously about Tom over the, the
0: weekend. Mm-hmm.
1: But like this is what I'm saying. Like you know, okay, this is great. So Tom Bergeron and Tyra Banks both hosts hosted or ha- are currently hosting and hosted Dancing with the Stars. They are completely two different individuals. But they are both entertaining in their own way. Tyra is only, can do Tyra. Tom can only do Tom. So like if I said, okay, Tyra, you're now going to come host Dancing with the Stars. Can you please give us your, your best Tom Bergeron for the next, you know, two years? That's not going to work. Right, and I got to tell you, when I cast for the home shopping networks, um, a lot of people come in the room pretending or giving you what they see, and they watched a ton of right because they study it. And I tell them, pay attention, watch it before you come in. You know, yeah. So they they, they come in and they and they give you exactly what they see, and it's so interesting because. I had recently done a callback, a virtual callback. And the one note was like, "Wow, well, he's really great. I just wish he didn't act so much like yada, 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 right? Because he came in thinking that's what he needed to do to feel, to, to gain our interest, right? And, you know, that's not the case. I also want to talk about um, briefly the idea of like being perfect and how perfect is not entertaining at all.
0: Oh, send us home on how boring perfection is. I love that, Sean. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
1: It is like the biggest like buzzkill. <sighs> it's, just, it's just the biggest buzzkill in an audition. And what I've learned, I mean, cause you and I, you know, our, our commonality is the TV hosting space because that's what we we have done together for so long, and that's what I still continue to do. So, you know. I'll, I'll use that as an example, but you know, it can relate to HR, uh, interview. It can relate to Ted talk. It can relate to, you know, spin instructor on an app, whatever it might be. Um, you know, everybody comes into to the room and they focus on their skill sets, which got them there. Right. So I know that you have great skill sets. I saw your reel. I've seen your, uh, your resume i've auditioned you prior you know you had one round with me before you got to this callback so like you know let's just like drop those skill sets for a second and focus on just bringing your personality into the room bringing your superpowers into the room getting your your level right making sure that kernel pops for you and when people get stuck on the skill set and get stuck on the comfort zone and like they because of course that's important they know that they're good And they know that that, that got them there. So maybe, Barbara, maybe it's a confidence thing. Maybe it's like, you know what? Sean likes me. Sean brought me here because I am a darn good TV host. So I better stay there when I go into that callback, which is what I always tell people. That's not what the callback is for. Or that might not be what the second interview is for. Or that might not be what the actual booking for the TEDx talk is after they've seen your materials. All of those elements, the second interview, the callback, are really for you to push push the skill sets to the side. Because, and I always say this, Barbara, we don't, we don't want to forget that you have the skill sets. We need to know that you have those skill sets because they come in later for you to really do the job. But if you just drop those skill sets for a hot minute, you won't come in being so poised and polished and perfect. And it's so crazy because you and I started casting TV hosts when TV hosts were very stereotypical. They were a very specific thing. And that worked for a really long time. And I'm still seeing it to this day. And they're coming at me. and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me just give you a little bit of advice. Can you tweak it here? Can you change it there?
0: Well, just, I couldn't agree with you more, Sean. Because this is, you know, as we wrap up, to your point, perfect is boring. And I can tell you in my gajillion years working in the space, I have never received feedback from a client that said, "Oh my God, I love Sean. He was perfect. That was the perfect audition. Oh my God, I'm just I'm watching this show on Netflix. You're gonna love it. It's perfect.
1: Mm-hmm. No one ever
0: gives that feedback ever. I no, went you to the i had, you want
1: you want funny. You want exciting. You want out of this world. You want you want you just you want you want. I love that you.
0: movie. It was perfect. Oh my God, I just saw the greatest show on Broadway. It was perfect." I am so excited to see so-and-so perform live. They're perfect. No one ever says that. No one ever says that. We go because we're entertained, because it brings value. It brings a smile to my face. It makes me feel deep things.
1: Yeah, I um, I don't know. I've shared this story with you. you you've heard this story because you and I do a lot of work together. I don't know if I shared it on the last episode that we did together, but I have worked with people. I work with people... All the time, and that's what I'm really great at. I'm really great at helping you um, tone down the perfect a little bit. Like I love, I love working with uh, news reporters and anchors because they're perfect, and you know they're they're, they're they have great skill sets there. So I love working with uh, talent and helping them sort of like pull down the curtain a little bit. Um, whether it's working with a newscaster or whether it's working with a chef or an interior designer. Or a fashion designer listen I cast fashion designers I put fashion like fashion folks who are in you know in caves sketching I can put them on tv and make them entertaining but they're not used to being entertaining so like my wheelhouse is helping you figure out how to up the entertainment value maybe tone down the boring perfectness a little bit and marry the two that's that's what I think I do best when it comes to working with uh, TV hosts and experts and what I'm getting at is like, I have seen it. I really have seen it, Barbara. I, I witness it. It happens. I work with people. I get so excited. I'm like, okay, we're going to get this. We're going to do this. Sign on to zoom slippers and a glass of wine beforehand on a Sunday night. You just watch succession, but let's just, let's just hang out. And then all we do is just talk about how fun things are. And to me, That's the audition. That's what I can then send to my client. And these are people that I'm, you know, you and I have shared examples over the years of perfection. And, you know, we love and adore these people. But at the end of the day, we also seen them not get the opportunity that they were going out for. And then I have worked with them or you have worked with them. And we we pulled down their curtain a little bit. And guess what? They got themselves on air. So we're doing something right.
0: I love it. You know what you just said? We added a new word in there without realizing it. It was about focusing on making the connection. It's all about the human connection. It's not about the perfection. And when you're focused on the human connection, you've made it entertaining. I love that. Thank you so much. I hope people come back uh, for a, you know, a third time, Sean D. Yeah, Scott. I know,
1: right? Well, I, I mean, and this has been a great, this is, this is a Barber-Sean catch-up too, because we haven't, <laughs> you know, you and I, we yeah. have catch-ups throughout, throughout our uh, our months, <laughs> And I just feel like, why have I not... Chat it with Barbara in like six weeks. Oh, but I'll see her doing her podcast on Monday. So, yay.
0: Oh, I love that. Well, thank you. And I want to thank the audience. And if you'd like to find out more about taking a class with Shondi Simone and I, we will be bringing back our semi annual um, hosting for home shopping and brands sometime in later first quarter 2022. So, if you'd like more information about that, please skip on over to my website and shoot me a note, and we'll put you on the waiting list. And again, as always, thank you for listening and please be sure to hit the subscribe button if you haven't already.